This is Philip with Soul Insights, and you are tuned in to Good Morning Market, where everyday businesses are empowered to lead their market with the latest in market news, insights, and strategy. Hello, everybody. I hope that you are doing well wherever you are listening to this crazy little podcast where we talk business, we talk economics, we talk market forces. Main thing, we talk about opportunities for you as a business leader. We talk about threats for, for businesses like yourself, and we talk about how we can use strategy to capitalize and overall grow that business, make that money, all that good stuff. So today is a Christmas-themed uh, shopping-themed episode. We just had a big weekend of Black Friday shopping this is our second year uh, off of you know COVID, where um, supposedly a lot of folks are wanting to get back to normal. I know I got out there and I did some in-person shopping, some online shopping for Christmas. Um, a lot of economic analysts look to this weekend to understanding where consumer spending is going to go, which is a huge factor in terms of the overall economic strength. And I know that a lot of y'all listening, if you're running a business, you're wanting to spend and you're wanting to see your customers spend um, at this time of year uh, for Black Friday, for Cyber Monday, etc. Small Business Saturday, of course. And uh, the narrative was this going into this weekend. Their narrative was inflation still sucks, okay? Inflation is still high. Everything's more expensive out there, folks. And interest rates continue to go up, up, up through the Federal Reserve in order to fight the the rapid inflation, the pernicious inflation, as it were. The Fed is just gung-ho about getting rid of inflation. They continue to raise interest rates. As a consequence, for looking big picture going at 2023, most of the analysts are saying, okay, we all need to be prepared for a national recession. I've seen it in, in more local regional presentations like from the Georgia Southern University Economics Department. I've seen it in most prognosticators across the entire nation. And the logic followed that since we're all anticipating uh, a recession, folks are feeling the squeeze, folks are uh, feeling the inflation still, and we're also feeling the uh, the effects of the, the more expensive money through interest rate rises, that shoppers would tighten the wallet a bit. Not that it would be like crazy constricted spending, but that it would be a – a more wary shopper, uh, a more conservative shopper for Black Friday weekend. That was the narrative. Well, we were wrong, at least according to the initial reports, and that's what we're going to talk about in today's episode. We're going to recap the Black Friday weekend and what lessons we can learn from it as business leaders, potentially as retailers or merchants. But first, let's talk about what happened overall in your economy and market over the past week. All right, so the news I have for y'all from Market Roundup, the first one comes from Yahoo News, a source I don't get to use a whole lot often. Split it, Black Friday weekend data reveals top spending categories. That is the headline. And from that article, as consumers shopped over the Black Friday and Cyber Monday weekend, carts were filled with electronics, fine jewelry, fitness and outdoors, home furnishings, and health and beauty items, according to data from Split It, which looked at the top five categories for merchant sales volume. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, those top five categories of shoppers in order over the Black Friday weekend were electronics, number one, fine jewelry, number two, fitness and outdoors were number three, home furnishings was number four, and rounding out the top fives with health and beauty 
items. Second and final headline for y'all from Market Roundup comes from Forbes. The headline is Amazon records the biggest ever Black Friday weekend sales. Uh, several data points from that, which I believe are insightful for y'all. Number one, Amazon has announced that this year has been their biggest Thanksgiving ever. Those specific sales figures have not been released. Independent retailers selling through Amazon have seen total sales topping $1 billion over the four-day shopping extravaganza. Moreover, it continues on. Overall, shopping numbers rose from last year with online Black Friday sales up 2.3% from last year and Cyber Monday figures 5.8% higher. In-store retail was an even bigger winner from the weekend with 123 million people doing some in-person shopping. And finally, it goes against the recent trend with many analysts forecasting significant consumer weakness going into the Q4 holiday shopping season. And that is your Market Roundup. So that's what we're going to talk about today. I feel like that was a pretty good lead-in uh, from that Forbes article. Shoppers came out at much greater strength than analysts were anticipating. So what I want to do today with y'all is briefly, and y'all can call me on this if it doesn't end up being that succinct, but I want to briefly share with y'all the reporting on what shoppers actually did, understanding some of those behaviors of what shoppers wanted, Um you know, you're either in retail or you're in a retail supporting uh, business in a lot of these cases. So for your business, even if you're not directly a retailer, there's a lot of insights that we can glean from understanding how consumers are spending at the most spending time of the year. So we're going to find out what they did and then maybe also figure out some some leading indicators as to why uh shoppers got out in stronger numbers than analysts were thinking. What's going on in the economy that would lead people to open up their wallets more than folks were uh, anticipating? And then finally, I'll, I'll bring us home uh, before my, my ultimate takeaways and thoughts with some Pew Research data that l factors into how shoppers want to shop and also how they do their pre-shopping research, which is really crucial for us as we're figuring out our marketing flows and customer journeys and, and marketing systems to advertise and attract ideal customers, we need to understand how they best like to shop. And Pew Research recently came out with some really helpful data to those ends. We're going to go over all that in today's episode. Let's first start with a very informative Forbes article recap, which contains two different studies uh, and, 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 and uh, what I should say, just gathering of data on the Black Friday shopping. So the headline of this one is Black Friday was bigger than expected retail groups report that's coming from Forbes uh, shortly after the Thanksgiving weekend shopping. The nation's large, largest retail group is very happy with how Americans shopped over the five-day Black Friday weekend, it says. Uh, we're talking about Cyber Monday, Thanksgiving, Black Friday, Small Business Saturday. The National Retail Federation president said, quote, it's turning out to be even bigger than they expected. Um, they did a press call showing the results of their polling and research. It showed that this is the NR uh, the NRF, the National Retail Foundation or Federation, rather. Uh, yeah, the National Retail Federation showed 196.7 million consumers shopped over the weekend. How big do you think that is over 2021, which was another rebound year? 17 million people more 
compared to 2021. The majority of those shoppers, by the way, it says were uh, 123 million to be exact, shopped in stores over the weekend, which is up once again, uh, 17% over last year. The number of online shoppers grew as well, though by a much more modest percentage of 2.2% uh, up to 130.2 million online shoppers. Uh, just record numbers across the board. Uh, it says uh, that the president said that that increase in rebound, that that those historic numbers reflect this pent-up demand by all of us as social creatures for traditional in-person experiences. Once again, uh, the theme we're going to be talking about today's show is that in-person was much stronger compared to remote or, or uh, online, as it were. Uh, the NRF is confident that holiday sales, based on what they saw happen on Black Friday, will reach their forecast of 6 to 8% growth for the shopping entire holiday shopping season year over year. So they were anticipating 6 to 8 point, uh, point growth year over year compared to 2021 in terms of how much shoppers are going to spend during this season based off of what they saw in that five-day window around Thanksgiving. Now the National Retail Federation is uh, very optimistic about meeting that forecast. So um, it goes on to say that the Black Friday weekend historically uh, is a good indicator overall of the health of the consumer and the economy. So that's encouraging once again because uh, most of us are anticipating a recession for 2023 to see expectations exceeded for Black Friday. That's a good indicator for the health of the consumer, so to speak, consumer spending, consumer consumption, and then uh, as a result, economic strength and health as a whole. So uh, we're at the midway point of the shopping season. Uh, supposedly, shoppers have only gotten halfway through their holiday spending thus far, which is once again why there's still a lot left to be seen. But the NRF now thinks we'll go six to eight points above uh, last year's uh, shopping holiday shopping season numbers. Another uh, data set that is reported in this Forbes article pertaining to Cyber Monday, Adobe, for those of y'all who know the software company, their analytics reported today that uh, Cyber Monday set an online spending record, which is also good news, of $11.3 billion, up 5.8% over last year's Cyber Monday. Uh they were going uh, somewhere around the, the the area of almost 13 million online every minute at one point in time during the the, the, the peak hours. So all encouraging uh, news. It does conclude this article, by the way, that there's a little bit of trepidation to rain on the parade potentially with a threatened rail strike, which might uh, become a factor or could uh, really put a damper on the NRF's optimist, uh, optimism for the holiday shopping season. You got any kind of slowdown, stoppage, delay when it comes to rail transit? Obviously, that's going to be a devastating uh, consequence. But that was step one for us to just wanted to recap the top line numbers. So, in short, record numbers in online shopping, record numbers even more so in over, in overall shopping and in store shopping. Seventeen million people more twenty twenty two, and it comes to shoppers over the weekend of Black Friday, and then a seventeen percent bump. Uh, in in-store shopping along with a 2% bump in online shopping. So really, really encouraging, surprisingly encouraging numbers. So that brings up the question for us, why? Why were the analysts wrong? Uh, what what did we not factor in? Because once again, all the, the math and the logic of why we thought we were going to have a more modest 
Black Friday shopping season made sense, okay? We see what's coming around the corner, okay? I think part of the answer is from the recent report that just came out from the Bureau of Economic Analysis. They just dropped the personal income report. This is fresh data, hot off the presses. People are making more money, plain and simple. Now, the latest data that we have is October. That's how the government reporting works. But this is an indicator based on the government data that, uh, you know, as people get into Q4, they have more money and they're spending more. So we look at the personal income and then we also look at the personal income uh, consumption expenditure, the PCE. From the latest released on October 2022, we had a 0.7% increase in personal income in October and increased $155.3 billion. People are making more money. I believe if I scroll down that the reasons that people are getting more money is twofold increases in compensation. So wages continue to go up from employers and also government social benefits. It, it, it delves more into the, we, the weeds, but it's you know, private wages and salaries are carrying uh, the load on why that 0.7% of, of, of increase in money in workers' wallets, but also there's the government social benefits, which also is a factor in why people have more money in their pockets in October compared to a uh, previous period. Then we also look at, well, are they spending that money or are they battening down the hatches and trying to rebuild up a rainy day fund? I mean, consumers have crazy amounts of consumer debt right now. Well, it looks like people are spending. Uh, the, the PCE increased almost $148 billion or 0.8%. So folks are spending more and they're making more, uh, even though they're paying more per item because of inflation. And I don't know, I haven't checked the conference board statistics lately about uh, economic optimism in the short term out of consumers. But in short, people have more money in their pocket going into the holiday shopping season and people are spending more money, a 0.8% increase basically in both of those categories. Factor number one. Another thing I just saw is, hey, the more people have jobs, the more you're going to see shoppers on a Black Friday. Pretty simple math, right? That's how it works. Coming from LinkedIn News today, I just came across this announcement that the U.S. added 263,000 jobs in November. This is a reading from that headline, defying economists' expectations that a string of steep interest rate hikes by the Fed would finally slow the hard-charging labor market average Hourly earnings also increased by 0.6% from October, again above economists' forecasts and twice the rate of the previous month. Friday's Labor Department report will likely dampen investor hopes that the Fed might moderate interest rate rises, so the Fed now has all the more reason to continue their aggression in terms of uh, fighting inflation through interest rate hikes. Uh, it goes on to say, aimed at cooling the job markets in the hottest inflation in decades. Though it does say in, in putting a, uh, 
a cloud to the silver lining or putting uh, some some bricks with the roses that the workforce participation rate dipped slightly to 62.1% last month. Looking back at the data compared to October of a 62.2, so you have a slight 0.1% drop in workforce participation rate and a sign of that continued tightness in the labor supply. What is the issue, especially that we're dealing with here in Georgia, especially, especially that we're dealing with here in the coastal empire is finding workers. Well, we have another, albeit slight, dip in workforce participation rate. But nevertheless, 263,000 jobs added. You got more folks working, more money in their pocket, and they are spending that money. The unemployment rate, by the way, across the entire nation held steady at 3.7%, despite being uh, twice as many announced layoffs as in October. So uh, I get a steady national unemployment rate. You have a slight little dip. Uh, in the workforce participation rate. But on the whole, um, expectations are being exceeded when it comes to earnings, when it comes to wages, when it comes to jobs added. So, you know, there were more money, but more there was more money in the folks' pockets and they wanted to spend it. They didn't, they're not as worried about the economy or they just want to have that great in-person experience. And it's, you know, kind of that nostalgic and getting into the holiday season, the Christmas season, whatever you want to call it. Um, Folks are out there spending in, in, in far beyond economic analysts' anticipation. Now, the final thing I wanted to bring up to y'all before I kind of simmer through this and give y'all my kind of gut, gut response to this data is uh, Pew Research came out recently. So what did we just talk about? We talked about people coming out in stronger force to shop, both online and and in person, people spending more than folks uh, were thinking. So as a marketer in me, I want to know, okay, well, how how are they wanting to shop? What is their buyer's journey? When they're purchasing and they're, they're pulling out that thicker wallet that they're more loose with than analysts thought, I want to get some of that wallet share. What, am, what are they doing and in, in, in what can I do? to go with the organic flow of how they best like to shop. That's where this Pew Research came out um, and is really going to be helpful to understanding that. Uh, It's actually within the past 30 days. Headline is, for shopping, phones are common and influencers have become a factor, especially for young adults. But it really really, uh, discusses is how you can influence shopping behavior of different demographics. Also, what tech do they like to most shop on? And then also, do they prefer the online shopping experience or the in-person shopping experience? Now, recall that over Black Friday weekend, many more people shopping in person than online. And you had much stronger growth in in in-person shopping versus online. Let me just jump to that before I go through some of the other data points from this great Pew Research. Is the Pew Research backs up exactly that sentiment from the Black Friday shopping statistics. For those who are jumping way in the background, on the bandwagon rather, in 2020, everybody's like, oh man, you know, people don't feel safe to go shopping in person. And it accelerated the transition to to e-commerce and to online shopping. And, you know, it's not like in-person shopping is going to go away, but this is going to force that adoption to where more people are going to be shopping online than in person. For those who were saying that, you need to pump your brakes, my friend. We see that from the Black Friday statistics. Let me show you from over the summer when Pew Research was collecting all this data about thousands of of American shoppers. They asked them, hey, uh, 
do you want do you prefer in general to buy from a physical store or do you prefer to buy online? 57% said physical store. In in general, if they have their druthers, they want to shop in the store. Almost two-thirds. Not quite two-thirds, but 57%. Definitely more than half. 38% online. Well, you're like, okay, maybe Philip, you know, maybe they uh Maybe that's you know the older folks, the Gen Xers and the Boomers who are really pushing that. Well, uh, not so fast, my friend. Obviously, younger folks uh, we see across those dem- those different demographics like shopping uh, online more compared to their older peers. But every single demographic, they did all U.S. adults starting from the age eighteen to twenty nine range, and then finishing with the sixty five and up range. Every single age demographic by well over half, prefer a physical store shopping experience. And I think that might be part of you know, what we need to see here is people, people uh, had their wallets out. They had money in their wallet. They got a job. They got raises from their boss. And coming into Q4, they're coming in hot. And maybe, I don't know if it's that they think there's a recession coming and they just don't care. They see the higher prices. They just don't care. Uh, or or they feel more optimistic than some of these economic analysts do. But these folks wanted to have the experience of Christmas shopping. They wanted to have the experience of the in-store. See, touch, feel, go out with friends, go out with parents, go out with family. Get out there and, and have that. It's the experience. They wanted the experience that, that couldn't be replicated in an online experience, which is why you have 57% of U.S. adults want the physical store. That carries over to 50, 57% of Gen Zers and then young millennials. It carries over to millennials, uh, the older millennials, uh, and young Gen Xers, so the age 30 to 49 demographic. A narrow victory, but still 53% versus 45 prefer physical store shopping. Then you get up to the, old, the older Gen Xers, 59% prefer the physical store, and then you get to the, the baby boomers, 61%. Almost two-thirds prefer the physical store to online. So my message to you is is if you're at all engaged in uh, business-to-consumer verticals, you got to be thinking, yeah, I mean, have a great website, have e-commerce functionality. 100% you're leaving money on the table if you don't look to optimize that. But still, your house is built on in-person shopping. That's what I see. It wasn't just a Black Friday thing. We this this data was gathered and this survey data was gathered from Pew in the summer. People want to shop in store, okay? Or at least they want to do the majority of their shopping in store. So you got to have a great in-store presence and in-store experience. You need to always be looking to enhance that. I actually discussed this with some retailers earlier if you want to look back into uh, my mini series that I did on retail, um, Leopold's as well as uh, uh, Southern Lifestyle Company. A Southern Lifestyle Company, we talked with uh, Parker Rhodes, and I, I spoke with uh, Ross Bragg of Leopold's. They both talked about how they're constantly tinkering with analyzing foot traffic, the in-store shopping experience. How do you optimize that? It's 2022, ladies and gentlemen. That is going nowhere, my friends. Let's talk about other insights from the Pew Research looking at it, and it talked about a bunch of different breakdowns, but these are kind of my top breakdowns, aside from the fact that most people still want to shop in person, and this can, once again confirms what we saw this past weekend. The study indicated that upper incomes, and now we're talking more about technology, so they broke down into computers and tablets and phones, 
juxtaposing, you know, are you doing more shopping on which kind of these devices? So it also talks about that. How is that important to you? Well, you need to understand uh, what kind of sales cycle or purchase cycle you're working with. You need to understand how different people take that journey and how long they spend doing the consideration type research versus how quick of an impulse buy it is, for example. Uh, where are they looking to get information? How are they to prefer to get uh, looking uh, look for information that affects everything from your advertisements to the mobile friendliness of your website experience and how you set up product listing? It goes into everything. But now I digress. The study indicated that upper incomes do more shopping on computers compared to their socioeconomic counterpoint, uh, counterparts. If you look at the data and you look at the charts from Pew, the more that you went up in income, the more you saw less shopping on on smartphones in comparison to shopping on full computers. That was insight number one that when I first looked at this data really stood out to me. As you went up an income, it's not like people aren't uh, making purchases with smartphones. Don't get me wrong. Uh, it's just more comparative. You have more folks uh, looking to buy things with the desktop if, as you go up in income. Okay, so lower income, for example, 51% uh, of lower income, the way they categorize this, uh, shop with a desktop computer. 74% of income folks, lower income folks, shop with a smartphone. And by the way, tablet was very small and insignificant across the board in all of these results. You have like maybe a quarter or a fifth of folks using tablets across all the different um, uh, different demographic categories. But you got 71 versus, 74 versus 51 in the lower incomes, way more using smartphones than desktops. However, it gets pretty dang even actually a slight advantage to the desktop or a laptop computer when it comes to when you're buying stuff online, what are you using? They're using a desktop as much, if not more, in the upper income levels compared to a smartphone. Why does Philip say this? I'm going to get to that point. Another data point that came to up to me is when it comes to your marketing strategy, I've seen a lot of uh, retailers, especially especially in the boutique space, they really want to use influencers. Okay, they really and if they're not directly using influencers, they do influencer type stuff themselves. Well, a lot of these boutique retailers they're onto something because it showed in the Pew research that influencers are said to have more of an impact on younger shoppers, especially women. So if you've been hearing stuff in the ether, the marketing ether about doing influencer marketing, affiliate marketing, all that kind of stuff, um, especially with influencers, especially on social media, if you got a younger shopper demographic, if you got a younger Gen Y, aka millennial, or you got a Gen Zer, the influencers are more likely to have an impact. 
They actually specifically went into that category on the Pew Research, especially women. So if you're talking about a, a, a woman in her early to mid-20s, she is a prime target for influencers because not the sellers, not the merchants, it's the purchasers, the consumers who said the influencers were more likely to uh, – stand out to them. Let me see the category that they were describing. Younger social media users stand out for following influencers, content creators, and saying they've made purchases based on influencer recommendations. The biggest stat, if you're looking at all these bar charts, women ages 18 to 29, 77% of US social media users in the women age 18 to 29 said that influencers and content creators were a reason that they made a purchase. They recommended it, so they purchased it. Okay, and I'll just say that I can personally, within my own household, attest to this type of shopping behavior, okay? But as you go into other demographics, especially as you get older, not as influential. The One of the other ones that came up to me from looking at the Pew Research, if we're getting into the tea, level, tea leaves of understanding the 2022 shopper, understanding these behavioral characteristics, um, understanding why how these people want to shop and how you can then cater to what they want. A majority of shoppers across all A groups still prefer in-store shopping, which I already said to the tune of 57% wanting to shop for stuff in person. What I was taking from this uh, is that as you go up in age and especially income, you're probably going to see more pre-purchase research. What makes me say that? Okay, they're not just looking for the recommendation; they're looking to look at stuff themselves. That that it, I might be a bridge too far and jumping a little bit too much on the whole computer versus phone thing. But usually, if you think about it, your own in your own self appraisal. When you go to shop and you really want to slow down and, and take a look at lots of different options, you want a bigger screen. Okay, You want to be able to zoom in. You want to be able to go through more pictures and see the picture better. Um, you want to be able to pull up multiple tabs and compare. Phones are more conducive to that quick impulse purchase. Okay, Or you know you get an influencer code and they give you this code to scan or a link from directly from Instagram shop. The bigger the item is or the more research you're going to do, you're going to go to a desktop experience. So you're probably, as you go up in age, based off of what I'm seeing here and especially income, you're probably seeing more pre-purchase research. So depending on who your target audience is, right, you might need to get go less on the social, quick kind of uh, splurge type of, uh, of attack on the market. You might need to go to a different type of experience that has more touch points, that has a longer funnel, that um, it, it is conducive into getting them on the website and making it easier for them to do their own research. And that in, in, includes also the way that you line up in your products and products pages. How much information do you give them to compare and look at and appraise your type of product to make it easier for them to purchase online with you, okay? Because as you're going up in the income levels, I don't know if it's more so due to the nature of the products that they're buying. For example, if you're buying like furniture or if it's because just, you know, the, the just the nature of the way that those folks and those, Democrat, uh, those demographics go through that shopper's journey. But they're using more desktops. It seems like they are doing more pre-purchase research. That's why I was telling y'all about the retailers. You need to figure it out, 
So if you uh, conversely have a uh, product that does really well with influencers, that does really well with younger demographics, that does really well with social media, that's about more engagement, groundswell, influence, and then making a very low friction experience, shopping experience through that. Uh, that's where the, the younger mobile social influencer strategy comes into play. So now that I've said that, let's talk about final takeaways uh, for this whole data set and the, the 2022 shopper as we're finishing up the holiday shopping season. My final takeaways is that this is good news. Uh, this is good news. It's good news that we have more people getting jobs. It's good news that we have people getting more wages. Okay, It's good news that people are wanting to spend. Okay, We want people to spend. We want them to spend with us. That goes into the next thing. Amazon set records. Okay, The question is, is did you set records for this Black Friday shopping season? Do you anticipate that you're going to set all-time records in terms of your your shopping numbers, your Q4 numbers that you're hauling in. And, you know, I'm, I'm asking you this, even if you're not a B2C, if you're, even if you're not a retailer. On the whole, right now, people are still opening up their wallets and they're still spending. I know that that also brings along with it challenge. I know that a lot of us are still having a hard time finding workers. Uh, we're dealing with inflation. We're dealing with uh, production costs going up. We're dealing with all that. But, Right now, there's a lot of money being spent in the economy despite the fact that the interest rates are going up and the inflation is still high. What I see, if you are specifically in the retail type space, is that folks want to shop. Folks want to spend. They've got money to spend, and they want to spend it in person. However, so that means a lot of things in and of itself. However, uh, if you want to be able to keep up with the Amazons who are getting more and more market share, who are kicking butt and taking names like never before as if a trillion-dollar company needed uh, another banner year, you have to optimize your in-store shopping, but you also have to optimize your online experience. You have to know who your ideal customer is, what their organic shopper's journey is, and how you can best accommodate them from a marketing standpoint putting the right information in front of them to get in front of them to help them educate themselves. People don't like to be sold, but they love opportunities to buy. So how can you construct your advertising and marketing program to make it easier for them to figure out what they need to figure out at your product, compare it with other options, with the alternatives, and see that yours is the best and the strongest? And then what kind of online experiencing are you delivering once they get from uh, borrowed space like social media or advertisements and onto your actual owned real estate, which would be your website, your store, you know, whatever it may be, most likely your website. Depending on who your demographic is, you need to have the right type of experience on computer, on tablet, on phone, the right type of information on product listings and descriptions, dimensions, details. I have this discussion with um retail clients often is 
people are out there and spending it. Are they spending it with you? Because I think what we learned from this Black Friday weekend is that shoppers really surprised analysts. They've got lots of money in their wallet, and they're not as worried um, about the economy as the rest of us are, at least not when it comes to the Christmas season, and they're wanting to spend it. The question is, are they spending it with you? And you have to know who your specific Goldilocks customer is because you can't compete with the Amazons. They're at their own game. You have to win on your own terms with your own specific customer, and you can't cater to the 22-year-old young lady and also – uh, simultaneously equally cater to the couple in their mid-60s. These are different shoppers with different demands and different types of experiences they want. And if you want that growing, you know, that wallet share of these loose wallets, you've got to make sure you've got that nailed down. So that's part of what the data that I wanted to share with y'all about understanding how these shoppers are shopping, why they're shopping, where they're shopping. They want to shop in store. They got money to spend. But when it comes to either pre-purchase shopping or online shopping, there's a lot of opportunities for us to optimize our marketing program, our digital real estate in order to make that experience more conducive to our ideal customers to give them what they want and how they want it so they have the Goldilocks bowl in front of them and they eat the whole the whole bowl of porridge. So with that being said, thank you so much for joining the program. Next week we have a completely different type of conversation. I've got Bree Sally, who is the director of marketing for Telfair Museums. She has a wealth of knowledge to bring to the table when it comes to marketing, period, including marketing strategy. But she also used to run her own agency where she was a one lady band. And there's a lot for those who are solopreneurs who have been in a startup where it's just you and you wear all the hats. There's a lot of lessons that we can learn uh, and regardless of where we are in our business journey, regardless of what our responsibilities are, a lot that we can learn from that experience on how to better ourselves as we look ahead to 2023. But as we look ahead to 2023, we still got work to, to do in the here and now. So remember, in order to lead your market, you must first hear and know your market.